Good morning. Praise God. Isn't it great to be back in God's house? When I heard the praise team practicing this morning, I got choked up. I promise you I did. Yeah, it's, you know, this is a bad situation, this virus or what have you. Uh, no mistake about it. But it really makes you appreciate church. You know, it is your extended family. It's our extended family. And though we not, may not spend uh, a lot of time with each other through the week, there's, there's a certain amount of security that we have in knowing where we can be and who we can see. And in fact, years ago, I read a, read a book um, uh, when I was a senior in high school, school called Future Shock by Alvin Toffer. And I'll never forget that book. It's all about how people will take things for granted and then when it's removed out of their life, all of a sudden they start having a certain amount of anxiety. They don't really know what, what for, what reason it is, is because the things that they count on have been missing in their life. And I think church is a good example of that, that we have just uh, missed coming together and fellowship, even though we're telling everybody stay six feet apart. I, you know, I'm used to, Linda tells me all the time, even before the virus, six feet, six, six feet away. <laughs> So she came up with that before the Bible. So this, <laughs> but uh, it is so, so good to be back here in the, in the house of God. Our call to worship this morning is taken from Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. God bless that reading and hearing to our hearts or prayer requests this morning. Kim Penix, Troy and Ginger, Thelma Thompson, Michaela Bradley, Darren Scherfe, Sue Nelms, the Eisenhower family. We know this, your, your sister passed away and our heart goes out to you. That's Jerry's mom that passed away. Uh, Hoover's mom, Sherry Glover's Mom, Wendy Lee, Chuck Richardson for Murph. Is Murph here this morning? I need to get in touch with him. Morris and Carolyn, Johnny and Nora. And folks, I tell you what, we have got, got to pray for our nation. It's, it's, it's the devil is laughing and rubbing his hands. Uh, it's amazing. We... I think everybody would agree what happened to that, that man, uh, George, George Floyd. It's it horrible. It, it was unconscious. Everybody. I don't care what color you are, what nation. But then all of a sudden there are those who are just being led by the devil who want to destroy and rob and steal. They don't care about that man what was done. That's just an excuse to destroy. That's all that is. Uh, and it's terrible. It's horrible. And uh, that could have been a situation because we all agree on the, how terrible that man's life was treated. Whether you're Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, everybody would agree this is terrible and, and th this whole situation needs to be looked at and, and see how we can better train and, and better teach. Uh, but instead, there are those who have turned into a, a source of division. And I don't believe it's by accident. I believe there are those who are, who are stirring riots and stirring this up, uh, just anarchists who uh, uh, are happy to see see what's going on. I want to thank uh, James and Brenda Lynch. They worked on these flowers out here. They do such a beautiful, beautiful job. They really do. Let's go to the Lord in prayer at this time. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into your holy presence. Thank you for this day. Thank you for blessing us to be back here in your house. Thank you for seeing all these beautiful, wonderful faces. And Father, it just seems to be so, so long since we've been able to come back here and fellowship together and praise you and study your word. And we just, it's just a sigh of relief to be back in your sanctuary in the midst of your children. Because your word tells us wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in the midst of them. We discern your holy presence this day. And Father, we lift up to you all these prayer requests. Each one of these individuals, we ask for your touch, your ministering, and 
Every one of us have prayer requests. It's not on this paper, but your word tells us you know our need even before we speak it. And so, Father, we lift all those up to you, those situations. Thank you, Father God, that you invite us to come unto you, all who labor and are heavy laden, who give us rest. Thank you that your word says all who come unto you, you will no wise cast out. Thank you, Father God, for all the many blessings, your holy word, your presence, above all, salvation and the glorious gift of grace. Father, we lift up to you our nation. Please heal it. Your word tells us that my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, seek my face, and turn from their evil way. Then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. So please, Father, let the people know they need you. We need you. We need your way. For there is a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is a way of death. So please heal this nation. Please let there be a, a mighty, great revival in these final days. Let you be uplifted because God's your word tells us that if you be lifted up, you shall draw all men unto you. Please lead us, guide us, direct us in all things this day for your glory. Bless our wonderful, talented praise team. For in Jesus' name we ask and pray these things. And all of God's children say, Amen. Amen. And amen. Now, um, we'll still on Sunday nights and Wednesday night. Uh, Go on YouTube or Facebook. I don't know how all that works. But Matt will be teaching. Uh, I told Matt, do not be here today. I guess most of you know, uh, for years, he's, he's battled illness. And he went to the immunologist here what, about a year ago. And they were amazed. They said he's about that close from being a boy in the bubble. He has no, hardly no immune system at all. And uh, so I told him, I said, I, I, for a while, I, I don't want you to be there. He wants to be here. I said, I, I don't, you don't need to take that kind of chance right now. And uh, so if you would remember, remember him in prayer. And I know there's debates, wearing a mask or not a mask. We have masks back there. Uh, we recommend you, uh, since we're all inside here, to wear one. But if you've got a, an issue, we've got a tissue. So. <laughs> no, we ain't gonna, gonna sweat it. I wear one because uh, now when I'm away from people, I don't necessarily put it on. That's my choice. But when I'm, I know I'm gonna be close to people, I put it on because I have asthma, diabetes, high blood pressure. Then what all do I have? You got a list up there? <laughs> I felt like I might have had a touch of AIDS. I don't know. <laughs> Other than that, I believe, I believe I got all the bases covered there. But uh, so I, I don't, I don't personally just don't feel like when I'm close to people. I, need to, I had to do a funeral this a uh, few days ago of a teacher, and I walked in and this guy come running and hugging on me. <laughs> Might as well peel this mask off. I, <laughs> but uh, I, I try to, you know, try to use a, a certain amount of uh, care. Do the best I can, just turn the rest over to the Lord, you know, just, just trust in Him. Uh, yes, ma'am. Who? Eli. Do you have that gift? You can I give it to him? So, yes, praise God. So, when you got your diploma, did they say, Eli's coming? He don't know what that is, does he? Do what? <laughs> Just keep going. Huh? Don't stop now. Seems like there's some other announcements I need to go cross over. Please remember, I told him I'd tell him, six feet apart, if you would, please. Master back there, available to you. Um, what else? I think that's it. Um, Oh, I remember, we won't be passing an offering plate. Uh, there is out there in the foyer, like when we've been having service outside, out there in the foyer is that little uh, wooden stand thing. Uh, if you can and if you will, just put your, your offering in that because we're... going to bring it in here for that. You're going to bring it in, in here? What do you mean in here? Then keep an eye on it. <laughs> yeah, with everybody wearing a mask. I mean, who would you say got? <laughs> well, they were wearing a mask. <laughs> got a black shirt. <laughs> uh, 
I like one I gotta tell us years and years ago, uh, there was a big motorcycle rally over in North Carolina and uh, uh, this Jones boy, uh, he was over there and his wife needed to get in, get in touch with him. And said, it was an emergency, something going on in the family. So she called this big rally and said, I need to, to talk to my husband, it's an emergency. He said, he, he's got long hair and a beard and he's got a black t-shirt on. <laughs> that was about 90% <laughs> anybody uh, coming to a motorcycle rally. I am so, 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 so happy uh, to have our praise team here. I truly am, praise God, and, and listen to him right it's such, such a wonderful blessing. So without any further ado, I'm just going to turn it over to them and let them bless us in song. So happy to be back too. Yeah. 
God, I tell you what, if you're listening on 98.5 WTFM and you heard that wonderful music going down the road, hit the brakes, do a U-turn, and perhaps you'll catch some more before it's all over with. But, but uh, uh, we, we've been blessed uh, of, of the listening audience we have had on WTFM. I've been asked many times, have they ever had a religious uh, program on WTFM? I, I don't know. You know, they're a classic rock station, but we're happy to be able during this time to be here and do that and uh we're we're using this it's hard to believe this little setup here mass little setup here is what's catching all the sound and everything it goes on youtube and then tfm pulls it off youtube to, to broadcast it and that's just just fascinating if you have your bible with you turn to proverbs 18 verse number 10. proverbs 18 verse number 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. The name of the Lord, Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Let's have just a moment's word of prayer. Father, please let your word go forth this day and accomplish all you send forth to do. Be this guide us and direct us for your glory. For these things we ask and pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. This is called Pentecost Sunday. And this is a time when we know that Jesus had ascended into heaven and the Holy Ghost, as he promised, he said, go into Jerusalem and wait there and the Holy Ghost will come down and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. And uh, we can see in Acts chapter 2 of the day of Pentecost, Simon Peter was standing there and the Holy Spirit fell upon him and the people there and all the people from every country around, home country at the time, and they heard uh, the gospel given in their own language 
And they knew this was something, something special, something different. And let me tell you something. God has not changed. Man has changed, but God has not changed. His word says, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. And so we know Old Testament, New Testament both tell us and proclaim that he has not changed. So what he is, you know, God's word tells the Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. What he's done for one, he'll do for more. When you uh, receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and the Savior of your life, you can't be saved apart from the Holy Spirit. The moment that you receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, you have indeed the indwelling Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been working on you. Now the, the Holy Spirit is indwelling you. You say, well, Vic, what's the difference of that of being filled or baptized with the Spirit? It's sort of like having a, a, a faucet put in. And you turn the tap on just a little bit and it's flowing. That's the indwelling Holy Spirit. But there are times, not just once in your Christian life, maybe subsequent feelings. All of a sudden, a spirit comes down in your life and it just it just overflows you. Uh, doing a sermon, I've done a sermon, well, a sermon, but uh, a funeral uh, a couple of days ago, Friday, and uh, a teacher I got to tell you about. And a fellow that grew up beside me there, Tony Peterson, his mother had passed away and he, he wanted to do a eulogy, he wanted me to bring the message. I said, great. And he said, uh, told about the time that he was going through a terrible, dark time. And he called me, and uh, I came over, and then I went over to the house, and they were saved, and uh, they were baptized. And he, he went on and started studying the Word of God, began preaching himself. And uh, he said he'll never forget, he was preaching and teaching on Acts chapter 2, uh, some little country church. And he said, when he started talking about how, the, reading about how the Holy Spirit fell upon him, he said, Vic, he said, I remembered what you used to say about the, the, the overflowing of the Holy Spirit. And he said, it was just, he says, I couldn't explain it. Now, you can't. He said, it was just, he said, I felt like I was floating. He said, the Holy Spirit fell upon that gathering. He said, people come to the front of the church were crying and wanted to get saved and rededicate their life. Those, tragically, we don't see a lot of that anymore. But it's not God's fault. And boy, right now in, this, in our nation, we need that now more than ever before. Let me tell you something. If you have never realized the power just in the name of Jesus. You see, the name of Jesus it actually comes from Joshua. And in Hebrew, the proper pronunciation would be Joshua. And what that means is Jehovah saves. So when Jesus was named Jesus, that's the Aramaic of Joshua, when Jesus was saved, believe it or not, there were numerous little boys running around named Jesus. But after the time of Jesus in Hebrew writings and, and throughout the known world, because he had been referred to so many times as Jesus the Christ, that, that was giving his name and giving his, his title and his ministry. The word Christ or Christos, literally means the Messiah. The very one that they were talking about in the Old Testament is, as Moses was talking about in Deuteronomy, the prophet, the Messiah. When you say Jesus Christ, you're saying Jesus, the Messiah. So after the time of Jesus, you didn't see many people named Jesus because for the Christian, it was a sanctified name. To the Jew, it was despised and hated. But at the time when Joshua, Jesus, it meant he was Jehovah Savior. We see also Matthew, the first chapter, he was called Emmanuel. And that literally means God with us. You know, we, we start out by reading uh, Acts 2.38. And there are a group of people who have taken that scripture horribly out of context. Uh, they draw from that, well, we're only preach in the name of Jesus. We only baptize in the name of Jesus. There's no Trinity. They get all that from Acts 2.38. That is such a terrible translation and aberration and commentary on what that passage scripture means. One time I was driving up through the uh, other side of Rome Mountain, Tennessee, uh, and uh, there's a big rock there. In fact, you've probably seen this a lot. You'll see a lot of times people spray paint, obey Acts 2.38. You see that? I was driving up through there and I looked over there and on this big rock it said, Obey Acts 2.38. O-B-A-Y. <laughs> so that's a theological genius right there. 
But because you've got to remember where it says, if you confess or baptize in the name of Jesus, it's clearly realize you're reading in Acts, you're, you're being baptized in the doctrines and the teachings of Jesus. Amen? So what did Jesus teach back before this in Matthew 28? To be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so to take that passage of Scripture out of context, it came after the time of, of Matthew's writings and teaching in the book of Acts, is to, to uh, not realize that we are to follow the teachings of Jesus. That's what Paul was teaching. And there is power in the name of Jesus. Right after reading Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 3, we see uh, that uh, Peter was walking down the road and there was this, this man who was crippled. And uh, he called out. He'd heard about what Jesus had done, what Jesus was capable of doing. And he hollered out to, to be healed. And he wanted money. That was his main thing. He wanted money. And then all of a sudden, Simon Peter said this. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. People, there is healing in the name of Jesus. There is deliverance in the name of Jesus. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. There is peace given in the name of Jesus. Uh, when I was ministering down in the country of Haiti, uh, I, I've shared this in the past, the day before Lynn and I were to, to fly out. No, in fact, I think it was the same day. It was later in the afternoon. Uh, I was to baptize 50 people. And the, the water was real shallow. It was an inside main baptistry. And the water was real shallow. I, I literally messed my back up a day. You know, taking people under the water, pulling them, raising them back up. And uh, I was baptizing all these people. And this one very emaciated skinny, uh, literally all the earmarks of starvation came into the water to be baptized. And I said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. As soon as I tucked her back, I'll never forget this. Linda was an eyeball witness to it. Everybody's eyeball witness to it. All of a sudden, she'd come up out of that water and come down on me with her hands. And it's all I could do to keep her from striking me. And there was this voice that came out of her that was not the voice of this little old lady. And all of a sudden I said this, in the name and by the blood of Jesus, I rebuke you. And it was like you picked up a rubber ball. And I mean literally threw her against one. Let me tell you something. The devil that works openly in third world countries is still the same devil that works covertly here. In a third world country, you will see manifest oftentimes more uh, uh, proof in, in this demonic entity. And they, they came and they picked that woman up. Like I said, just a little woman. Picked her up and tucked her out. And had the guy on each side. She broke away from them and came running and threw herself back in the pool and again raised up at me like that. And again, I said, I said, in the name of by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I rebuke you. And it was just like, like I said, she was thrown uh, across that baptistry. I was where I pastored over at Liberty Church. There was this fellow. Uh, he wanted, he came to talk to me. He was, he was homosexual. He didn't want to be that way. He wanted to be set free from it. And, and sort of like, you know, where I pastored at Liberty, we just had uh, one aisle down the middle and, and pews on either side. And so we were standing there and I said, uh, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray and I'm going to rebuke that immoral spirit that's in you. And I, I, I've shared this before. When you're going to do that, don't put your hands on it. Remember me telling about the, the, the woman down there that was a, a, a Satanist? And I told the people standing there, I said, I'm going to pray for her, but don't put your hands on it. And this guy's an elder in the Baptist Church of Colonial Heights. He said, oh, it's okay. He said, I'm, I teach and everything. I said, all right. He put her hand, he put his hand on her. When I started rebuking in the name and by the blood of Jesus Christ, she knocked his nose halfway off. <laughs> and his daughter looked at him and said, he told you, Dad, he told you. <laughs> so anyway, this guy was there at the church, and I started praying for him. And I said, in the name 
And by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I rebuke you, you foul spirit, to come out of it. And all of a sudden, it was in his eyes rolled back in his head. And again, it was just like he was staggered and hit the wall and come back over his way and started staggering and hit the wall. People, you can believe what you want to. I have seen these things. I have seen the power of the name of Jesus. His name is not to be taken lightly, but reverently. We're to realize the power that's in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. You see, when I go to pray for people, and I get to that point, I always pray in the name of Jesus. God's word tells us in John the 14th chapter, Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, it will be done unto you. Now that doesn't mean just using it as a magic word. Uh-uh, if you're thinking that, you got it all wrong, baby doll. It's not just a magic word. When you pray in the name of Jesus, you're saying you know that he is Christos, the Messiah. You're saying that you know he is God incarnate. You are trusting him emphatically for your eternal life and salvation. When you say in the name of Jesus, it's not just words. You have to believe it. You have to believe it and you will receive it. That sounds like a charismatic, out of context, Joel Osteen speaking, so I, I don't want nobody to get the wrong idea. God didn't come just to bless your shopping list, all right? But God's word also tells if you'll pray for the lost, if you'll pray for the lost, so many times I get a lot of prayer requests, Vic, I want you to, uh, to pray for my brother, to pray for my sister. By the way, Darlene, we want you to know we'll be praying for you since your brother passed away. We'll be praying. I've told family members. I've told mothers and fathers. I said, look, God's word promises in 1 John, the fifth chapter, if you will continue to pray with, and don't let go in the name of Jesus for their salvation, and you have faith, it'll come about. George Mueller, one of the greatest men of, of God, a man of faith. I've heard Matt speak about it. Uh, God had blessed his ministry. He had an orphanage. And I don't recommend this for everybody, but he specifically, the Lord led it on his heart not to ask anybody for anything, just ask him, just ask the Lord. And uh, there was a, a, a lady who came up to, to George Mueller at the end of one of his services and said, uh, Dr. Mueller, would you pray my two sons? They're living out in the world. They they don't know, know the Lord and said, I, I just want to see them saved. He said, I will. And he prayed with her that her sons would be saved. Well, years later, George Mueller passed away. And that woman was upset because her sons had not come to know the Lord. But because George Mueller was so loved and appreciated, her sons came to the funeral service. And a stirring message of salvation was utilized at that time. As like I said Friday when I was preaching the funeral, that's the time to preach salvation because you've got, you've got an eyeball account of what life is and isn't laying right before you. It's a, everybody, it's a point under man wants to die and then the judgment. And they brought a rousing sermon at George Mueller's funeral and those two boys came forward to get saved. George told her it would happen. And it came about at his funeral. You see, in the name of Jesus, we know that according to Acts chapter 4, verse 12, God's word says there's no other name given under heaven where man might be saved. The what name? The name of Jesus. There are polytheists who say, well, it don't matter what you believe. All religions end up in the same place. That is a lie straight out of the pits of hell. That is a bogus lie. God, Because God's word says he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes into the Father but what? By him. Not Buddhist, not Shintoism, not any other paganism. The only way you will get to heaven is through the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. His vicarious substitutionary atonement is the only way we will see eternity in heaven. You can't, it, it doesn't, and, and let me tell you something. This may upset some of you because you may say, well, well this, my mama went to that church or that belief. If you're going to some place and if you're listening on uh, WTFM and they're a Jesus only, which as we said before, they don't believe in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They believe you just baptized in the name of Jesus only. 
You know what you're doing? You have the belief of a God that is not the God of the Bible. It's a different God that you've been listening to or told about. Why? Because God's word tells us that God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There are three that bear witness, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John 17 that he, he's in the Father and the Father's in him. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And we know that John, uh, Jesus prayed unto the Father. And in fact, Jesus said, I cannot do anything but what I see the Father do. And what the Father shows me to do, that's what I do. We see at the very beginning in Genesis, God's word said, let us make man in our image. Time and time again, we have biblical substantiation of the Trinity. So that's who God is. If you have for yourself a God that is not the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, that's a different God. And when we read in Acts 2.38, as I said before, that you are to be baptized in the name of Jesus, that doesn't exclude the Trinity, as we said before, Jesus told us and he gave us an example as to how to pray. God's word tells us Philippians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, that there's going to be a time when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. It's uh, There used to be a commercial on men. Larry Knight used to get tickled at it. Uh, there'd be this little wicked guy paying his bills and there'd be a long line of creditors. And he got to the last person. He'd run out of money and the guy looked at him and said, where's mine? And the fellow said, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. If you don't want to bow a knee to the name and the power and the person of Jesus Christ now, I promise you this. You will. You will. You see, there's two judgments. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 tells us to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord. If you are saved, your name is written on the Lamb's book of life. When you die, you go immediately into the presence of the Lord. Those who are not the Lord's go to hell. There's no such thing as soul sleep. You hang around the grave or you're in some kind of la-la land until the resurrection time. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, you said there's two judgments. Yes, there's what's called the great white throne judgment in the book of Revelation. You know what that is? That's when all those who did not accept Jesus, who did not bow a knee to the name of Jesus, will be brought back. And their life, their inability to claim and to bow down to Jesus will be displayed again. And even those who were sent to hell in the great white throne judgment will have to say, your judgment was righteous and true. It was fair. It was righteous and true. So they'll even be brought back to show them again and they out of their own testimony will have to say that he was right. You see, every knee will bow. And every time, I know that Matt was really upset this past week, there were some contemporary Christian music artists who came out and said that he didn't believe there was a God or anything. I never heard of the cat and don't know who the group or anything about it. And I've shared with you here about the Fallon John City Carter Warden who was a minister at Cornerstone Church and didn't use everything. All of a sudden he comes out and it's in the news and everything that he don't believe in God and all that. You will. You will. In the moments when breath and life is in the spirits leaving your body, you will believe. But then it'd be too late. God's word says, thou believest that there is a God, thou doest well. The demons also believe and tremble. Whenever the name of Jesus it was used by the disciples, the demons would call out and cry out, why hast thou come before the time? That's the power in the name of Jesus. I've had a number of people say, Vic, I, I think there's a, a booger in my house. Would you come and get it? And, uh, <laughs> no, you, it's yours. <laughs> All yours. You hang on to that if you want to. I've told a number of people that there's not a bit of use. In fact, to some extent, it would be wrong for me to come to your house to rebuke a demonic spirit. Because a house divided cannot stand. 
If you live in that house and God has called you gentlemen to be the spiritual head of your household, you have to take authority over it. You go through the Bible. You, you turn your Bible to Revelation chapter 12 and you read out loud. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They loved not their own lives unto the death. You read that out loud about the blood of Jesus. And you go around and pray. Every time I move somewhere or live somewhere, I take my Bible and go around and do that. I rub my hands on every wall as I'm praying. And you bind and rebuke anything that's in there that's not of the Lord to be gone in the name of Jesus. You see, I believe that. I believe that. Just as there's no other name given under heaven whereby a man can be saved than the name of Jesus. I've spent most of my life preaching grace through faith in the name and by the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe that sincerely. In Acts chapter 7 verses 54 to 60, wonderful account of a disciple, a follower of Jesus by the name of Stephen. And Stephen was giving testimony to the gospel. He, he went all the way, he's in front of the Jews, the Jewish leaders and, and Jewish gathered. And he's given an account proving that Jesus was the Christos, that he was the Messiah, that he was Adonai. From the very beginning, from Genesis on up, he was, giving, he was showing them through scripture that Jesus was the fulfillment of the Messiah. And when he got to the point, he said this, and you, children of Abraham, are the ones who killed God's anointed. And it said they ripped their clothes, and a man by the name of Saul was there. He held their clothes while they stoned Stephen to death. You know who Saul is, don't you? After he became a Christian, his name changed to Paul. He wrote, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the, the major part of the Bible, the epistles of the Bible, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And they he held the clothes of these people who were there, and they started hurling stones at Stephen. He would not recant what he said. He would not repent of what he said. And the most beautiful thing, he looked up in the sky and he said, I see Jesus at the right hand of the Father. And that infuriated the Jews and they continued to heap on him stones till breath and life were gone from his body. It's amazing the people who say that they, they believe that disciples were just perpetrating a lie, that this, disciples didn't actually believe that, that they were part of the conspiracy, that they came and got Jesus' body or they had conspired among themselves to lie about it. Simon Peter, remember he's the one who ran and hid the night that they arrested Jesus. After Pentecost, the Holy Spirit, Simon Peter was a changed man. He, this very same Simon Peter who ran and hid, stood there on the day of Pentecost and told the Jews the same thing. You're the one that killed Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. You did it. Unafraid. Why? Because he's speaking in the boldness of the Holy Spirit. And many years after that, they arrested Peter and they were going to crucify him. And they said, we, we passed sentence on you. Uh, we're going to crucify you. You thought so much of your Jesus and the crucifixion. We're going to crucify you. Simon Peter did not beg for his life. He looked him, in the, looked him square in the eye and here's what he said. I just have one request. I'm sure at that moment they thought, yeah, you're going to start begging now. You're going to start telling us that Jesus isn't real now. And he said, I'm not worthy to be crucified like my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Please crucify me upside down. Do you think if it was all a lie, that it was all a hoax, that a man would go finish his life on this earth and even requesting to, to, to be crucified in such a horrific manner? That's lunacy. And if you ever get a chance, there's a book called In Search of the Twelve and see how most of the disciples died horrifically because they would not recant their faith in who Jesus was and what Jesus done. People don't die for a hoax like that. People don't die for a conspiratorial lie. They die because they believe it. And not only believe it, they know that they know that they know. 
in first Peter chapter two, verses one to 10, you can read there and there's a wonderful account that when Jesus came, he became a stumbling block to a lot of people. It never ceases to amaze me and it's irrational really. But so many places, even on TV and movies, you can use profanity. You can say every vile thing that you want to. Give any kind of vile, uh, immoral story. But you mention the name of Jesus and people go straight up and turn left. They freak out. They get angry. They get violent. Why do you think that is? Because there's power in the name of Jesus. It is a substantiation that Jesus, Yahshua, is God saves God among us. Emmanuel. God with us. And just to mention the name Jesus. They freak out. That within itself. They said, wait a minute. You talk about Muhammad. You talk about every pagan thing in the world. Every immoral act. And you got your own show. But you just let one of them mention the name of Jesus. And watch their head spin. Why? Because they cannot tolerate it. Over there in Acts uh, chapter 19, verse 15, there is a story that uh, you need to read. It's, it's, it's really a neat story. They were these sons of Seba, S-E-E-V-A, Seba. And they had heard what the apostles had done, that if there was somebody who was demon-possessed, that he, they had heard what the apostles did. They would say, in the name and by the blood of Jesus, come out. And they thought, hey, we're going to do this too. You see, they weren't saved. They thought the name of Jesus was like some kind of magic word. And so they weren't saved. And they thought, well, we'll do that too. So they came up on this dude uh, who was demon possessed. And they said, in the name of Jesus, come out. And the demon started speaking. The demon said, Jesus I know. Paul I know. Who are you? And they came out and chased them down the street and beat them till their clothes were, was ripped off of them. I preached a sermon years ago. Are you known in hell? Are you known in hell? If that demon says, Jesus I know, Paul I know, the other disciples I know, who are you? One of the greatest things that could ever happen is that you're known in hell. Why? Because you're a threat to the powers of darkness. That's why greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We know these things. God's word tells us in Acts chapter 11, verse 26, that the disciples had come to a place called Antioch. And at Antioch is the first place that the followers of Jesus were called Christians. Before that, they were called people of the way. But there in Antioch, that's the first time they were referred to as Christians, which means followers of the Messiah. When you're considered a Christian, you're taking on the name of Jesus Christ in your life. And you know what happens when that happens? Sometimes... You don't even have to say a word and you'll come into the presence of those who are filled with darkness and they won't even know why, but they despise you. Why? Because John the third chapter says, the darkness hates the lights because, light because their deeds are evil. And they will despise you. They'll even talk about you. I was thinking this morning, uh, something came up, I thought, I, they, some lies people told uh, uh, on me a while back I thought I, I don't understand I, I was good to these people why did they they literally lie and then God's word told me in Matthew chapter 5 blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted the prophets that were before you you see I take the name of Jesus. Jesus said, if they have persecuted me, your Lord and Master, you can expect it too. And so since you have the indwelling Holy Spirit, you have the light. The world is going to hate you. 
If you think Christianity is going to be an easy road to hoe, somebody's lied to you. Most amazing thing, Will, the Bible doesn't color coat and candy-eyed the gospel. Jesus even said, you want me? You take up your cross and follow me. He never promised you're going to have a Disneyland. He said, you're going to have heartache. You're going to have persecution. You're going to, you're going to see nakedness and sword and, and tribulation. It makes you think, gosh, if you were to, to go to Madison Avenue and say, hey, I've got this product I want to sell, and it's lousy. <laughs> they would say, buy this because it's the worst you'll ever get. People wouldn't buy it. But it's amazing things because the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, here's what you're in for, but you will get me. You will get eternal life. You'll get a peace that passes understanding. You'll get joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. And you know what? Every time in church history that the church has been persecuted and tried to be suppressed and tried to be silenced, all of a sudden it would burn. It's like trying to suppress a stream. All of a sudden it'll burst forth from someplace else mightier and stronger than ever before. Why? Because when you know him, you love him. When you need him, you know that he is your savior. Now, I got a little song I want to do on this invitation. Now, I have received, uh, Tony, I have received requests. But I want to sing anyway. <laughs> Hold on just a second here. I can get everything. Bless you and the people in front of you. Goodness gracious, that hurt. If I don't mess this up, I hope you can listen to the words of it. In my darkest hour, I whispered your name. I felt you close to me. I've never been the same. When my child was sick, I was filled with fears. I begged you in your name. You wiped away my tears. When all work was scarce and my family cried, you drew me close to you. From heaven you supply. There's no other name that's given from above that shows us that you care, that shows us all about your love. Call him Savior, call him Lord. He's all of that and so much more. He's my best friend, on him I can depend. He will stay with me until the very end. When my parents passed and I was feeling low, heaven is a special place you made for them to go. Now I myself am getting old. My children say I'm moving slow. I know my time is near, but because of you, I have no fear. Call him Savior. Call him Lord, he's all of that and so much more. He's my best friend, on him I can't depend. He'll stay with me until the very end. Little song, but tells about life. You would stand please father in the name of Jesus we come into your holy presence thank you that we're back here in your sanctuary in your church thank you for the love of God that shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit thank you for that name that's given above all names as the Gaither sang there's something about that name and Father, I pray if anyone here knows you not as the Lord and the Savior of their life, that they'll pray this prayer I'm about to pray. Dear Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and save me.
I receive you as my Lord and my God and my personal Savior. Holy Spirit, please fill me to overflowing. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. And Father, I pray now that you would keep us in our going out and coming in and bring us back safely at the point of time. But these things we ask and pray in Jesus' name. All of God's children said, Amen. We love you. It's so good to see you. It's tonight, uh, online service, Wednesday night online service. Lord willing, we'll be right back here next Sunday. Same bat time, same bat channel.